Good morning, and welcome to today's Sunday School lesson. God is not controlled by time or situations. He controls both of them. In his wisdom, he knows what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. Unlike man who only sees something after it takes place, God sees everything before it even exists. Such is the story of Babylon in this week's lesson. The Babylonians took God's people into captivity and through the prophet Isaiah, God declared his judgment upon Babylon, even before the nation became a world power. This week's lesson gives us some insight into the judgment of Babylon as prophesied by Isaiah and confirms that God declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. See Isaiah 46.10. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for another day, another opportunity to study your word. Father, we ask that you open our hearts and our minds and our souls so that we may be able to learn more about your word as God foretells destruction. Father, be with us all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, welcome to today's Sunday School lesson. The title of today's lesson is God Foretells Destruction. And it's taken from the printed text of Isaiah 47, verses 10 through 15. The aim for change for today's lesson is that by the end of this lesson, we will understand why God will destroy Babylon. We will grapple with the destructiveness, delighting in power and pleasure, and repent from thoughts, actions, and feelings that separate us from God. Keep in mind, thus shall they be unto thee with whom thou hast labored, even thy merchants from thy youth. They shall wander every one to his quarter, None shall say thee. Isaiah chapter 47, verse 15, King James Version. As a background for today's lesson, Isaiah, whose name means salvation of the Lord, was the greatest of the writing prophets. According to Isaiah 1.1, he carried on his, his ministry during the reigns of four kings in the southern kingdom of Judah. He served as God's messenger to Judah for about 60 years from around 740 to 680 BC, roughly 100 years before the other three major writing prophets, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. During that time, Samaria, also known as the Northern Kingdom of Israel, was carried away by the, Assyri by the Assyrians between 722 and 721 BC, and Judah was invaded by Assyria in 701 BC. While the political scene in Judah was different from the one in the northern kingdom of Israel or Samaria, the sins of the people were distressingly similar. Idol worship, the oppression and marginalization of poor and personal gain, and business practices that fundamentally threatened God's law were rampant. Isaiah's calling was to serve as God's messenger before the people of Judah and proclaim their sinful behavior. Later in his ministry, the prophet insisted that his prophecies be recorded for future generations. The people's sinfulness was demonstrated by their disregard for God's law and his covenant claims on them as his people. The prophecies against God's sinful people could be summarized as follows. If those whom God has called to be his own act as if they are not his people, then they will not be a people at all. In chapter 39, more than 150 years before it happened, Isaiah predicted that Judah 
would be invaded and taken into captivity to Babylon. He was speaking as if the Babylonian captivity had already happened. In chapter 40, Isaiah prophesied the coming and the mission of John the Baptist. See Isaiah 40, verses 3 through 5. And in chapter 43, he prophesied the future redemption and restoration of Israel in Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 7. And in Isaiah 45, 1 through 4, the prophet predicted that Cyrus, the future king of Persia, will release the captives and the remnant will return to Israel. God will use him to deliver Israel from the Babylonian captivity. Then in chapter 47, God, through Isaiah prophecies, he prophesies his judgment upon Babylon. Again, remember that Isaiah prophesied over 100 years before the Babylonian captivity. Our lesson today begins with Isaiah 47.10. The first portion of today's lesson will be taken from Isaiah chapter 47, verses 10 and 11, and is subtitled, The Pride of Babylon and Its Consequences. And it reads as follows. For thou hast trusted in thy wickedness, thou hast said, None seeth me. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge, it had perverted thee. And thou hast said in thine heart, I am and none else beside me. Verse 11, therefore shall evil come upon thee. Thou shalt not know from whence it riseth, and mischief shall fall upon thee. Thou shalt not be able to put it off, and desolation shall come upon thee suddenly, which thou shalt not know. The key points from these two verses is that most of the time God's words of warning to foreign nations fell on deaf ears. This was the cause of Isaiah's prophecies to Babylon. Like all superpowers throughout the history, the Babylonians had long perceived themselves as invincible. Their military forces were intimidating and relentless. So when Isaiah accused the Babylonians of trusting in their wickedness, he was pointing out their ill-placed security in the ways they were abusing their power. As far as they were concerned, no one had more power than they did. So it didn't matter who saw what they did. They had to come into a law unto themselves. The notion of divine accountability did not even show up on their radar. In their minds, the Babylonians believed that their gods fully approved of what they were doing. In response to their haughtiness, Isaiah reminds them that disaster was just around the corner. At some point down the road, the old tricks would no longer work for them. They had become quite dependent on the illusions that their sorceries and conjurers could manipulate their enemies into positions of helplessness. Their successes up to this point had only fed to that, that disillusion. But one day the powers of darkness who energized their ma magical art would no longer be given permission by God to keep on going. In 539 BC, the Persians would end the Babylonian empire and when the Persians did conquer the Babylonians, they simply took what they wanted, which ended up being everything. The demise of the Babylonians was the one event their mediums would miss in their predictions. They could not see it coming and they could not conjure it away, as in verse 11. The second portion of the next two verses, verses 12 and 13, subtitled False Trust in Babylon's Expertise, reads as follows. Stand now with thine enhancement, 
and with the multitude of thy sorceries, wherein thou hast labored from thy youth. If so be thou shalt be able to profit, if so be thou mayest prevail. Thou art weary in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly proxenators stand up and save thee from these things that shall come upon thee. The key points of discussion in this portion is that the Babylonians were masters of magic and experts at reading the stars. This is because the powers of darkness energized these sorceries and mediums. The law of Moses forbid the practice of dark arts amongst the Israelites. They are simply too seductive, as in Deuteronomy 18, verse 9 through 13. Of course, Isaiah, as God's spokesman, was not intimidated by the Babylonians' astrologers. He knew that any successors and magicians and astrologers would not would end. The spells would become empty words with no power. The Babylonians had developed a dependence on their magicians and astrologers, but according to Isaiah, all their predictions would not save, in verse 13, the country. It would not save them. While the Babylonians might have ignored Isaiah's words, his message would have given the people hope, God's people. Isaiah reminds us that God is sovereign. He's sovereign over all nations. No dark art is more powerful than he. The next two verses, verses 14 and 15, the subtitle, The Ultimate Demise of Babylon, and it reads as follows. Behold, they shall be as stubble, the fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be a coal to warm it, to warm at, nor fire to sit before it. Thus shall they be unto thee with whom thou hast labored, even thy merchants. From thy youth they shall wander every one to his quarter. None shall save thee. Some key points for this portion of the lesson. If the wind catches the smallest smoldering ember from the campfire and carries a spark into a dry forest, the resulting wildfire can consume hundreds of thousands of acres of trees, sometimes taking months before it can be stopped. Isaiah uses this type of analogy to describe the dangers of those who play with fire, namely the flames associated with the power of darkness and the magic arts that the Babylonians had come to depend upon. There's never anything safe about being spiritually reckless. The Persians, who eventually fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy of Babylon's demise, were known for their fire temples and the central role that fire played in their pagan religion. One of the Persian gods was named Attar, who was nothing more than a consuming flame. Many Persians' households kept their hearts on fire 24 hours a day, every day of the year, as an expression of worship and dependence upon their fire god. This could be one reason Isaiah focused on the fire metaphor when warning the Babylonians of their coming in. What they had depended upon would now turn on them and consume them. We see many similar manifestations of, of a cult today on horoscopes, tarot card readings that purport the prediction of the future, seances that claim to make connections with the dead, and the popular boards that claim to pass on messages from the dead. Granted, many of these practitioners are simply con men who use 
sleight of hand and other magician tricks to give illusions of supernatural power. And then there are some who really are energized by the same power of darkness that drove the Babylonians to their demise. Isaiah makes it clear, do not trust in anything or anyone besides God, no matter what empty promises are presented. So in conclusion, this week's lesson teaches us that every nation of the world is under God's control and, and he will use any of them to accomplish his purposes. Even before Babylon became a superpower, God declared that he would use them to discipline his people and then destroy the Babylonians for how they treated them. God has not changed. He already knows what will happen tomorrow and even the next century, and any nation that opposes his will and his way will face destruction. If God said it, it will come to pass. See Isaiah 48, verse 3. This concludes today's lesson. Thank you for your time. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you again. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your lesson. We thank you, Father, for just using Isaiah to share with us what will happen, Father. What will happen when, when you foretell what's going to happen in our future. We just claim it all right now in your name, Father. We, we just want to take this lesson and put it in our heart and share it with whoever we come into contact with. We ask all these things in your precious Son, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.